Okay, there goes all our little preachers. There they go. Bless their hearts. Teach them well. Teach them right. Teach them strong. The things of God. Glory. <laughs> yes, yes. I used to come back from them Steeler games, wore out, frozen, and hoarse. It'd be nice to do that in the house of God, right? Just come back hoarse. You can't even talk anymore from shouting the praises of God. Wore out because you can't even jump one more jump for God. It'd be nice if that ever happens. All right. I relate our walk with God as this climb of a mountain. Because I look at God, He's a the mountain of God, and God would say, be there. And up you go up this mountain. And it's the enemy's trick. He'll use good things and he'll use bad things to get us to stop this climb. To kind of just plateau out. And that's a danger. I can plateau out as a pastor, as a preacher, as a person, and as a man of God. And you can plateau out yourself, however you look at yourself in God. And even more scary is we can plateau out as a church. When God has us to Maybe it'll be accomplished great things. We can go up so far and just kind of plateau out. And that's what I want to preach about this morning is just plateauing. Plateauing out is dangerous. Exodus 24, 12 says this. And the Lord said unto Moses, come up to me into the mount. Look at the next three words. And be there. Not think about it. Not when you get rested. Just be there. It's a command. And I will give thee tables of stone and a law and commandments which I have written that thou mayest teach them. God is beckoning and calling us to climb this mountain. He didn't say it'd be easy. He didn't say it'd be a piece of cake. It's not a skip to my loo. It's a climb the mountain of God. There is a goal. There is a level. There is a place where God wants us to function as the people of God and as the church of God, certainly the, the church that we are in this city, in this county. There is a, 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 a level that God wants us to attain and to continue to attain and to continue to press into the things of God. Absolutely, there is. And my fear is we go so far and we kind of plateau. Because the flesh certainly doesn't want to go. It's not compelled to go. The enemy doesn't want you to go. And so God will use, or the enemy, the God of this world, small g, will use all kind of things to get you just to set up camp so high and soft. And that's where I'm afraid we might get sometimes. I think we've all plateaued at times. Maybe some of us are still plateauing. You kind of like the view. And you don't want to push and press any further. Well, we must. We absolutely must. And I pray that you'll see this. <clears throat> a plateau. Definition of a plateau is a raised area with a level top. And you know, when I first looked at that, I thought, well, that's not bad. God just gives you plateaus, gives you a time to break, the time to just inhale and catch his breath, be stirred, be filled with the Spirit of God, and then cause you on. But as, as I looked more into the definition, it also means a place of stagnation. And I went, ooh, this, this is always the part that, that kind of makes me worry about in God. It just gets stagnant in God. Or here's another scary thing is when we, we are in this way, in this walk so long and this Christianity so long that the holy things of God have a way of becoming common. And that's fearful. 
That's absolutely fearful when the presence of God doesn't move you anymore, when you're not stirred by something, when your heart doesn't break, when a tear doesn't well up in your eyes, when you see things, you're not moved with compassion. Then I'm saying at times we become stagnant. And it's dangerous for the people of God. God was moved with compassion. You can see it in the Word of God. And we are to be moved with this compassion. But sometimes I fear we are of plateauing in God. Just kind of this is about as far as I can go or as far as I want to go. And then we just start to become stagnant, even though we do various things. We could sing the same song, preach another message, uh, respond, give the offerings, work at the fair, and yet we're really not doing anything for God. We just kind of become stagnant, not losing any ground, but not taking any either. Kind of a, a limbo, and it kind of sounds like that place where God really hates, that place where we become lukewarm not cold beat it not hot oh god just kind of yeah sure i love god okay i won't go to church today that's that lukewarm where god does what he gets sick to his stomach and he's got to vomit you out of his mouth and i think that happens to ministers ministries it just kind of becomes stagnant we kind of lose our focus lose our way and that's because we've plateaued we kind of just hunkered down somewhere and thought we'd just take back ease and rest and we can't do that. We can't. I say we're in need of some fresh oil. We always got to have fresh oil from God, a fresh stirring, a fresh excitement, a fresh passion, a, a fresh compassion, a fresh desire, a fresh reading, a new heart. Or, as people, yeah, we become stagnant. We do. Psalms 92.10 says, But my horn shalt thou exult like the horn of a unicorn, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. And that's what I'm hoping when our time for our altar call comes. It's not just something traditionally we do. Okay, we sang, we had announcements, the altar call is nice. No, it's, I want to come to the altar and actually believe by faith that God's going to anoint me with fresh oil. Because I just can't fake to be pumped up. I just can't fake to be in love with God. I need something from heaven, God. I need a fresh dose of your oil. Oil from God, heavenly oil. And so we're going to look to God for that. But the enemy's job is to wear you out. He has a reason and he has a purpose, and we'll get to that. But it's to wear you out, and we see that in Daniel. Many times we've read Daniel 7.25. Now, mountain climbing is not easy. I have physically never gone out, and so I'm going to go mountain climbing. I mean, I've climbed some things that I would call mountains, and they wear you out. So in the spiritual, you do get wore out. You do. You can. And that's why we wait upon the Lord and we mount up with wings as eagles again. Because there is this fight, this spiritual battle. Then you have to realize why. The enemy, he says, he shall speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High. Listen, we can't even have a God-fearing gold medalist in the Olympic without her taking a beating. Jesus, 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 Christ, Christ, Christ. That's all she says. I mean, they, they, they could be a, a lewd, drunk, filthy person. They could care less. They won the gold medal. But because she goes and gives all glory to God, there comes the backlash. And this is the trick of the enemy. He comes up with these great words. And again, you're going, you and I, oh, for Pete's sake. It kind of, And it just kind of wears you out. It's in the Olympics. It's in the politics. It's in the grocery store. It's everywhere. People just don't want to hear about Christ anymore. And then there's the backlash. 
from it. And it's the enemy. He comes up with these great words. He doesn't let anything slide. Nothing slide. He wants to come against it all, and his attempt is to wear you out. And you do. You get wore out. And if you're caught off guard and you just plateau out and you mellow out and you fade out and you drop out, you're just out. That's what's happened to the church. Where's our influence in America? Where's the church's power? Where's, where's the glory? Where's the, the elevation in God where even the heathen can't doubt there's a God that he walks in the church and his knees start to tremble and shake and he doesn't even know why. Because of the presence of God is so rich and thick and so holy. That's what once was. That was the elevation that we had attained in America, climbing the mountain of God. That word wore out means to simply to harass constantly. That's horrible to take, a harassing constantly. And this is what the enemy does. He's not giving, going to give you any rest whatsoever. Such continual pressure, this continual harassment and pressure is more, more effectively breaks down the human spirit than a, than a single moment of the twin tires falling down. <gasps> no, that constant bombardment and harassment is more effective than some big situation that happens. That constant harassment and strain and pressure and, and uh, the buckling or the, the coming against you. The whole idea is to get you to plateau. Take the backpack off, take the shoes off, kick back, relax, take a campfire, and just not care anymore. Plateau out somewhere. Somewhere uh, in the mountain of God. Just to get you to stop climbing. A lot of us, God is not, uh, the God of this world is not going to rob us of our salvation. He'll trick some, he'll trick many. But some of us, he's not going to get you not to be born again and not to serve God. But if he can just get you to plateau out and vegetate, it's just as good. Because he knows if you ever get stirred, one might chase a thousand and do him some damage. But when two start to get together, the Bible says they'll chase 10,000. And so he'll just, just vegetate out, man. Just rock, slow down. You don't have to climb all the time. Take a break. You deserve it. You're worth it. All that kind of stuff. Even though the Lord is pleading to us, be there. I mean, that's it's amazing that that's in the Word of God. Uh, Moses climbed this mountain, and by the way, be there. I wonder if that implies that maybe he wouldn't have been. If he didn't put that exclamation, be there, buddy. This is, this is God talking. This is a command from God. And, and God calls us to climb. He just does. Exodus 13, 21, it says, And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them away, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, to go by day and night. In other words, God leads his people. You just don't decide, oh, I think I'll retire and go to Florida. Oh, yeah? Is that, is that where the Spirit of God's leading you? Is that where the presence of God is telling you to go? You better check out the cloud or the fire. Where does God want you to go? This, I mean, God is supposed to be leading us by the Spirit of God now, which is in us. It says in verse 22, He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from the people. 
This is how they got their direction. The presence of God would move, and the Lord expected his people to follow. So if there's an area in your life where you just kind of plateaued out to get your breath and get your wind in God, and you look up and a cloud starts to move, you got to look at your sweetie and say, pack up. We're not, you're not saying, man, we just put it in the garden. We just, we're not going this time. And the, and the Spirit of God's not going to hover with you. It'll move on. And we find ourselves languishing somewhere up in this mountain of God, stagnant. If you become stagnant so long, what happens? You stink. Isn't that true? You should be yelling amen on that one. It's true. You have any standing water every, anywhere in your house, in your sink or something? Man, we lost electric a while back. I think we were out three or four days. We had some standing water. I'm trying to get it out. Trying to say, oh, my gosh. It didn't take long. A few days. It doesn't take long for us to stink. It doesn't. Work the fair for four hours. I'm not even allowed in the house. We have to, we're, we're finally got an attached garage. We already got a plan. We're going to go in the garage, shut the garage door down, and get them clothes off. They ain't going in the house with them. Why? Because they stink. Oh, I was only there four hours. You stink. This is what happens to us without God. We do. So we're packing and unpacking all the time, following God, having these moves of God, these stirrings of God, walking through the desert after desert, hot trial after hot trial, not much water. Sometimes it's not a whole lot of fun. And the enemy uses all this just to get you to plateau out. You don't have to sing anymore. Let someone else. Fair again. Just on and on and just the way we all are. And these great messages, by the way, it's a great message, comes from all my mishaps and all my failures. Man, absolutely. That's where they come from. Exodus 24, 12 says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Come up to me in the mount and be there, and I will give thee tablets of stone and a law and a commandments which I have written. Now listen, that thou mayest teach them. You're just not to go up to this mountain and swing on God's swings and play in his playground. God has something he wants to impart in you, send you back down and tell them. And when we plateau out, they're not being told. And I would have to say to you or submit to you, how's our nation? Well, some stupid politician. No, it's us because we plateaued out swinging somewhere, getting fat and all the stuff of God's stench, not even knowing it, when we should be going back down and speaking the word of God to these people. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We're guilty. Just say it. Guilty. Because what... This is what? Now, August, uh, starting the eighth month, how many of you witnessed to? I didn't say God saved. That's up to God. How many of you talked to? How many of you told God about God? Because we just, we don't. We've been robbed. We've been tricked. We plateaued out. We're thinking some great evangelist will come along or something. I don't know what we're thinking. But we plateau out, and then you, you start to just become a cesspool, Really? And how many churches are just full of inward bickering and complaining and pollution and not doing anything for God? We plateau and God is all of a sudden saying, come back. What are you doing? Come this way. Come up. Romans says this. 
3, 1 says, What advantage hath the Jew, or what profit is there of circumcision? We are spiritual Druze. We are crafted, grafted into the vine. The Gentile who have been permitted to come in. Paul came to a point and says, man, I'm done telling the Jews I'm going to the Gentiles. And that's how you and I have come in. So now we're spiritual Jews. And he goes, what advantage then? And he says, I'll tell you, much in every way, chiefly because you and I, we are committed to the oracles of God. The oracles of God means we are the mouthpiece of God, the mouthpiece. You come back down and you speak, thus saith the Lord. God gives you the commandments, which the world wants to rip them off. And it's our job to be up that mountain and receiving this from God, coming back down with that fresh anointing and speaking the word of God. And the majority won't listen, but so be it. That's what we're called to do. We leave the rest up to God. What happens? We plateau out. New Hope's long enough to be plateauing out now. Uh, I don't know how old we are. 22 years old. Not ancient when it comes to ministries, but it's enough to just be inward now. The mouthpiece of God. We are called to teach His commandments as He gives them to us. The church, listen, the church is called to be a truth center. Bible says truth has fallen in the streets because that which know the truth aren't speaking it. So truth has fallen. So Chick-fil-A comes under all this pressure because of the homosexual thing, and they're going to go have a kiss in. That's how far our nation has fallen. A what? A kiss in. Because truth has fallen. All those politicians, no, climb, church. It's the church that has to climb to get the glory of God, to get the power of God again. Walk back down and have something to say with the anointing of God and the power of God, and the direction of God. And then we'll have the results of God. But we plateau out. Isaiah 59, 14 tells us, judgment is turned away, backwards. It has. Justice standeth afar off, for truth has fallen in the streets, and equity cannot enter. That's what happened to our nation. How'd that happen? Because we're swinging on a swing somewhere 4,000 feet up on God's mountain instead of still climbing. Oh, we've often said you're not saved to sit. You're not. Look, New Living Translation, same verse, verse 14, Isaiah 59. Uh, it'll, it'll really clear up here when we just start off. Look, our courts oppose the righteous. Is that true? In our land now? Absolutely. Justice is nowhere to be found. None. You got voter fraud, you got voter intimidation, you reported it to the legal people, they do nothing. Because truth has fallen and justice is nowhere to be found. Because truth and justice and honesty and integrity was all built on this. And now they're saying, oh, take this one. And a church, we're just up there in la-la land somewhere. So it says, our courts opposed to righteous and justice is nowhere to be found. Truth stumbles in the streets and honesty has been outlawed. It's just crazy. This is the time you and I live in. So it ain't time to stick your head and become the Christian ostrich. It's time to pack up. Say, uh, even if we have to say, 
God, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Which way did you go? Which way, God? This is why the church must continue to climb the mountain. Must. Must continue to climb the mountain of God. Philippians says this, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I press. Okay? I know you've known about this word press. It means to pursue. It means to pursue in a hostile manner. I mean, you flying over those distractions and think, no way, no way. Pursue in a hostile manner. Someone coming through your front door. 911, please hurry up. Someone's coming right through right now. Right now, hurry, hurry. Okay, we'll get there when we want to, lady. We'll get there when we can. A few donuts we have to get first. I mean, it, how insane is that? I remember young, young driving Ruth and I to Florida. And back then you could go 70. I don't know what you can now because I haven't driven in a long time and don't want to. And 70. And I looked in my rearview mirror and I saw a very dim, dim flicker of blue lights. Okay, now, cop cars have blue lights down there now. I don't know if they all do now, but did back then. This is back in the 70s. I wasn't even saved. And I looked down at my speedometer thinking, uh-oh. But I, I was doing 70. And by the time I looked back up, he was passed. And it was a trooper in hot pursuit. That's what God says. That's depressing. That's depressing that we're supposed to have. That's what that word means. To pursue in a hostile manner. Man, when them, when them sirens are going, I'm getting out of the way. Because they're going. That's the truth. Very flickering blue was on Interstate 95. Look down, look back up, and he was gone. I don't know how further. Five miles further, I'm going, uh-huh. He got him. He got the guy. And when you pursue in a hostile manner, you will get to die. You will get God. You'll get him. And we just don't. If the enemy can start to get us to look inward, and man, we do, because we're an inward society. We're a me, myself, and I. The evil trinity has nothing to do with that one. Me, myself, and I will, will beat the devil, antichrist, and false prophet any day. Uh, they just will. But he can get us to look inward and to start, to start to worry about ourselves more than the cause, more than the people. We start looking for a plateau to hunker down. That's that me, myself, and I gospel. You and I live in the me gospel. What can God do for me? We must break camp and start climbing again. And when you come to this altar, I, I hope that you hear God tell you, break camp. you got to break camp. Let's set our face to get a hold of God. This is a perfect time because in the midst of summer, we just we, there's so much daylight. We get into so much stuff. Psalms 29:11 says, "The Lord will give strength unto His people, and the Lord will bless His people with peace." So you're out there and you're exhausted and you're and you're in your plateau and you're like, "Forget it, man. I don't have any strength." It doesn't matter. The Bible says God will give you strength. He'll, he'll give you strength. I've been so down and out and just like this. And I remember the song or the verses that God is a lifter of, I don't even have the ability to lift my head. 
And God said, I'll do it for you. I'll do it for you. Again, this is Exodus 34, 29. It came to pass when Moses came down from Mount Sinai, when the church came down with the two tables of testimony in Moses' hand, when he came down from the mount, Moses wist not, knew not that the skin of his face shone while he talked with him, with them. He's coming down the mountain after spending time with God because God said, be there. He went. He's coming down. His face is shining with the power of God in the presence of God. He didn't even know it. That word means to shine. It also means to send out rays. That's amazing. It made me think of Raiders of the Lost Ark. When the ark had those rays coming out of it, that's the way Moses' face was. In the presence of God, after he climbed the mountain and stayed with God, received teaching, and God says, now go. Down he went with the glory of God shining on his face. We lost our radiance. We've lost our brightness, our influence. And it's God. God's what is our brightness. Not playing. Not being up and down down a piano and back up. No, no, no. It's God. He's our brilliance, our grandeur, our glory, our might, our strength. And that's what Moses came back down. That light. How tragic. Because Bible tells us you and I are the brilliance and grandeur and the light and the brightness of the world. Look at the world. You got to climb, church. You got to climb. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're on your hands and knees. We got to climb. You just have to climb. You see, we must, we must climb or we become stagnant, idle, and do-nothings. That's just the way, that's what's in us. I I have a video for you. You can start to kill the lights. About a seven-minute video. A nobody, just a person. Can't quite remember her name again. Karen Green, I think it is. I want you to see I want you to see this video and the depths and despair that this woman was in and the agony and the intensity on her face. And when this video is over and if you can't be stirred to climb then you need to get born again again. Sit there and look at this video and I weep and I thought this is why this is why you take the blind sides or the shots or the false brothers or the this is why you climb down to your knuckles if you have. This is why you go for it in God. When, when that doesn't happen, these people drop off into hell 6000 an hour. 